Feel overwhelmed when you read research papers? Think research is being conducted in labs far, far away? Well, tune into the Alma Mac Thursdays from 12 to 12.30 p.m. where we interview McMaster graduate students about their research. You learn about important research that's happening right on campus. Learn about what the guests did before research, how they got involved in academia, and what kind of impact their research can have on you. The Alamac is covering it all from Thursday 12 to 12.30 p.m. on 93.3 CFMU, redefining radio in your community. Hello and welcome, welcome to the Alamac. I am your host and CRISPR baby, Adam, and today I'm, whoa, that's not good. <laughs> no momentum. How's this? Does this work better? No. Okay, maybe jump on mic two then, which is this guy over here. Testing. <laughs> uh, are you good? Yeah. Try one more time. Boom, 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 boom. The, the, the buttons are on. Oh. Okay, so that's very quiet. All right, well, um, regardless, we're going to make do. Um, hi, I'm Adam, and today I'm with Sean. <laughs> oh man, come on. Oh, oh, this is the new mic one. Yeah, so I got this one turned up here. <laughs> okay. And then mic two is just not. Can we try mic three again? Ooh, no, that's not cute. Why why are we getting this howl? Uh <laughs> if we turn down the control room. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. it's working. We okay, did it. We're in. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, welcome to the show. We're we're the Almamac, and um, in lieu of an interview, we have a news story we want to talk about. Ooh-hoo. So, on December 30th, 2019, He Jian Ku was sentenced to three years in jail and approximately fi- well, fined about a half a million du- U.S. dollars by the Shenzhen Nanshan People's Court of China. So, he is an acclaimed scientist. He studies gene editing in Southern University of Science and Technology, which is in China. Or studied, because he's in jail now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that must suck. Yeah. But you'll we'll find out why soon. Uh, he led cutting-edge research on the enormously powerful CRISPR and Cas9 gene editing technique. Um, so he picked this up uh, during his postdoc, which he did in Stanford. Uh, let's see. He was listed on Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2019 based on his highly praised announcement of creating the first genetically edited human babies, which <gasps> he announced in 2018. Yeah, at so, a conference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's the, what's the deal with, with gene editing? Why is, why is he doing this? Well, he was trying to create or not create but he was trying to um confer hiv resistance to babies essentially so that sounds like a great thing why is it (laughs) it sounds great (laughs) (laughs) but how it was done was questionable and that's why he's in jail right now so i kind of remember this news story in 2018 it's it kind of uh stirred the pot a little bit some people thought that this was awesome that you know we're using this CRISPR technology, mm-hmm. which is like pretty much brand new. It's 
medically speaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, bacteria have been using this system for years, like for okay, not years, but <laughs> forever. Yeah. So essentially, CRISPR、um, is short. Four clusters of regu- regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats, which is something you don't need to know. But essentially, it's a stretch of DNA nucleotides,、um, and it's really CRISPR Cas9. So people just say CRISPR, but really the the technique is CRISPR Cas9, and Cas9 is the enzyme that、um, bacteria and some archaea use、um, as a defense mechanism. So if a virus、um, has approached、um, a Particular bacteria,、um, the CRISPR-Cas9 Cas9 system will essentially recognize that, like the DNA from the virus, and it will be able to launch an attack on the virus, protecting the bacteria and the archaea. So what? What scientists have discovered, though, is that we can potentially use this system for like outside of bacteria. So in plants,、um, for instance, we can use this CRISPR-Cas9 system to recognize particular DNA sequences in various genes, where we can edit.、Um, The genomic landscape in these particular genes. So, for instance, in certain crops, it might be advantageous to remove particular genes、um, that could be,、um, for instance, like crop length, like、mm-hmm. like how much crop、um, you, you'll get、um, after partic- like particular genes. Sorry, that、mm-hmm. will、um, predispose the plant to、um, producing more or being resistant to particular.、Um, Bacteria, viruses, any、yeah. pathogens in general.、Um, so you can use a system to prevent、um, right. pathogenic diseases. So we've done a really good job. Well, not me personally, or you might have done some work on this. <laughs> Maybe not.、Um, humanity yeah, has done a really good job、mm-hmm. of like understanding DNA and what these things code for. Is my understanding, and this Cas9 CRISPR technique is almost like a targeting system to like bring、yeah. our knowledge and. Force it into little spots where we want it to go. Yeah, essentially. So、um, he inactivated a particular gene,、um, CCR5, which is a receptor that allows for the HIV virus to invade healthy cells,、mm-hmm. um, essentially. And this caused a lot of outrage in the academic community <laughs> um, because of how it was done, basically. Okay. Yeah. So. Certainly, whenever you,、uh, from the people we've interviewed,、uh, it seems like any time you want to do some sort of medical testing, especially on humans, there's a lot of ethics board consultations,、yes. and、uh, that kind of makes sense. But、uh, in terms of this gene editing stuff, what kind of like things do you have to think about in terms of ethics? Like, what could be Even if you're not doing gene editing, if you're doing any type of research where you're going to、uh, manipulate、uh, an organism or take it out of its natural environment, you have to do some kind of ethics.、Mm-hmm. Um, so my lab, we work with mice. We have to do ethics. I specifically work with humans. I have to do ethics, and it's not like I'm actually taking these humans and like editing parts of their DNA. I can't imagine. <laughs> Like what I'm doing for my work, I am taking um, tissues um, from particular breast cancer surgeries, and I am doing experiments with these tissues. So I'm not working on the human directly, but I'm taking a, like a part、mm-hmm. of. 
these individuals and doing experiments on them, I need ethics to do that. Yeah. So, of course, you'd need some kind of review board. So, if you're listening and you're not familiar, you have to、um, submit your application before you can start any of your experiments. You have to submit your application to an institutional review board or IRB, and they would meet and they would basically have their list of, of criteria as to what is deemed. Right,、uh, or how far, quote unquote, how far you can go with your experiment, and how it would basically list out the list of things you need to do for how you enroll patients or participants into a particular study. You need to tell the participants XYZ, you need to let them know of any risks that may be involved, you have to let them know of any benefits,、um, also, you have to just be very transparent.、Mm-hmm. So, that is a process of going through、um, ethical review, and it takes time. It, You know, sometimes it's, it, it, it takes a lot of time. And every year you have to sit down and do this. You have to apply for the renewal for the mice, for the human work. Even if you're not working on mice, I read somewhere someone is working on sea urchins that don't have like a fully developed nervous system and can't、mm-hmm. necessarily feel pain. And you still need to go through <laughs> ethical review for that. Yeah, I heard if the thing doesn't have a spine, then it's a lot easier. But. You still got to do it, right? Yeah. How did he <laughs> get away with doing this on so, babies? Yeah, my understanding is a lot of、uh, paperwork, sleight of hand,、um, mm-hmm. a lot of misleading the people who are involved.、Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you hear in the news, like these sort of things happen in different countries. Like、uh, you have different ethical boards operating in different countries. So this happened in China. But it's, it's encouraging to know that、uh, I, think, I think the people that are coming down the hardest on him are the Chinese government. They are not happy with this. Yeah. I mean, understandably, but it wasn't just happening in his country. He also has collaborators in the States. Yeah. And some of these people are also getting、uh, brought into this.、Mm-hmm. Um, so he has two Chinese collaborators who also got lighter sentences. But、um, I know his. PhD supervisor from Rice University is also coming under some scrutiny at this point. Yeah.、Um, because, you know, you can't just have one person go into the lab and do all of this stuff. You have to have some, like, the money has to come from somewhere to do your research.、Mm-hmm. You have to have funding. You have to have, like, you're not just going to do this one big experiment. All on your, like, by yourself. You、mm-hmm. have to have a team working on it. And that baffles me as well. Like, the people who are working along with this entire、uh, situation, how? How? <laughs> yeah, so there's a, one sort of narrative that I've heard that sounds attractive until you sort of put it under a little bit more scrutiny of、mm-hmm. like the potential for you know, a great breakthrough that、mm-hmm. you know, helps a lot of people. If it's getting bogged down by all this bureaucracy and everything, then isn't this guy like,、uh, the, like the Batman of science? He's going in and, and doing some great work, even though it's、uh, ethically not so sound. But it wasn't even.、Uh, so the concept of what he was trying to achieve, I, I can understand, okay?、Um, as scientists, our goal is to. Bring new knowledge, right? Is to answer questions that haven't been asked before.、Mm-hmm. Um, to just be curious and, yeah, like just do things that people have never done before or explored before.、Um, and to bring about greater good, really.、Um, so I can 
understand the essence or the the spirit of trying to um, to to tackle um, HIV, um, but not in this way. It mm-hmm. was um, sloppily done. Yeah, I also saw an interesting point. Um, Science Sam's Instagram. Hi Sam. Hi. <laughs> um, there are ways to live a fully happy life with being HIV positive. This is 100%. This isn't really if you're going to go and do your Batman science, I feel like, like there, there are, are other things. things <laughs> yeah, because um yeah, with like the ad- the advent of modern science as we know it, um the antiretroviral therapies work quite well um and in most countries um they're readily uh, affordable. Mm-hmm. Um and for people who don't have HIV but want to prevent HIV, there are therapies such as PrEP um, that people can take every day. So, and those are also quite readily available to, um, at least in North America um, and throughout other parts of the world. I know there's a huge push for this um, worldwide. So, like this type of therapy would be a lot more expensive for people who cannot um, uh-huh. afford it like the the whole IVF um, nature of it that's expensive and then adding a layer of CRISPR technology <laughs> on top of that it will not make it any cheaper so yeah. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist or anything Ooh. but it it almost sounds like there might have been other motives going on behind the scenes and I guess we kind of have to wait to mm-hmm. see how the investigation I mean the investigation is over but what comes out of it mm-hmm. to see what exactly happens um but something that I feel like we didn't touch on is that he's he was he was doing. <laughs> that's gonna mess me up every time. Same. His name is he? He was doing all of this work, and it wasn't like ex vivo. It wasn't outside of the body. This went into real people, and yeah. they were birthed. They have code names um, yeah. to hide their identity. But these mm-hmm. are two human beings that he tampered with. Um, in the media, they call them Nana and Lula. Yeah, God knows what's happening with them right now. Mm-hmm. Like we have no idea, obviously, to protect their um, identity. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Because um, as far as I understand, um, this particular um, mutation, this CCR5 mutation, um, also made the, or also have the potential to um, to cause other um, Im- immune response um, to such as West Nile virus. So it could mm-hmm. potentially cause the babies to be more susceptible to getting the West Nile virus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, here you are trying to... to This is another reason why I think, like, the entire thing was just uh, sloppily done. I don't think enough uh, preliminary re- research was done to understand what would be the off-target effects, mm-hmm. essentially, of uh, this particular mutation. Um for this particular disease, like you have to take into consideration what's going to happen if you alter the genome. Um, yeah, if you alter the genome in this particular region, what's going to happen to the rest of the genome? Um, are you going to cause susceptibility to other diseases? Are there going to be other characteristic traits that could be, I don't know, mm-hmm. like there's so many things you have to think about before you can just jump and say, okay, I'm just going to edit this genome yeah. <laughs> just like that. Okay, we have a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to 
maybe touch a little bit on the difference between germline and somatic editing and why oh, yeah. this could be so scary. 100%. All right, so stay tuned and have a listen to this thing. <laughs> I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. There are simply too many notes, that's all. Just cut a few and it'll be perfect. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. 93.3 CFMU, seriously redefining radio for over 30 years. This is my boomstick! Okay, we are back. Back. Uh, this is the Almamac. This is Adam. That's Sean. Sean. And we're talking about CRISPR babies. CRISPR babies. <laughs> I think I want to change that to change my like social media handle to that. It's oh, CRISPR baby. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> baby, that's not very sensitive. Maybe I shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> so we, before a commercial break, mentioned germline and somatic editing. So the whole idea of these CRISPR-Cas9 um, genetic editing things is to go into you know the the genome and pluck out bad stuff and put good stuff in. Um, but genomes get passed down. Yeah. So what uh, he was trying to achieve um, was... So he was trying to alter the germline. So a little background information. Um, so germline uh, uh, mutations or germline DNA are those that can be inherited, passed on from offspring to offspring. However, somatic, uh, the somatic genetic background is particular to specific tissues, organs, or cells. So, for instance, CRISPR-Cas9 has been used for, or can be used, has a potential to be used for, and ethically, for somatic mutations. So if there's a particular um, mutation in a particular gene um, after the tissue and the human has been developed, um, you can use this. And it's okay because the person has already been developed. You've done all of your research for what's what are the off-target effects and what's mm -hmm. not. Um, Provided the, the patient understands everything that's going to happen exactly. and they consent to it, then whatever happens to them stays with them. Mm -hmm. And we'll put in the show notes examples because examples of somatic uh, mm -hmm. uh, germline, sorry, <laughs> of CRISPR <laughs> somatic editing. Um, we'll put that, put that in the show notes to give you specific examples. Um, however, the germline is that you're altering um, the part of your DNA, like the regions of your DNA before full development and that can be passed on from offspring to offspring, which like these babies did not ask for that. Yeah, this like <laughs> brings all sorts of weird ethical questions, like uh, consent down the genetic line, like yeah. humanity's consent, introducing this into, and then the whole idea of like I don't know designing the human race's genetic pool. That seems messed up, for lack of a stronger word. Yeah, there's so many ethical concerns. We actually can't do this all in this one show. <laughs> I'm looking at the time like, what? And this is why it takes so long to go through an ethics board test. And mm -hmm. I guess that's why you wanted to skip it all. Yeah, sometimes it's like, this is a lot of work, but it is so necessary. Mm -hmm. So while you're waiting for ethics, you just do other experiments, you know, that yeah. you don't need ethics for. But yeah, it takes forever to, mm -hmm. to go through this ethical review process. 
I um I kind of fell down the rabbit hole of nightmare scenarios of gene li- or germline editing. Mm. It seems like it's it's perfect for sci-fi. I'm sure there are hundred thousand sci-fi stories about yeah. this. But um, like worst case scenario, you end the human race. <laughs> Best case scenario, or I don't you know, create you this vision. weird like super race, which is so it seems too close to eugenics yeah, to me. I I think we can all agree that we don't want any of that nonsense mm-hmm. happening. And the thing about it is, um, like. <sighs> Uh, there's so many things, <laughs> but the thing, one of the things about it is that we don't fully understand what um, one particular gene uh, or the effects of one particular gene or one particular mutation in a particular gene um, can have. Because there's so many studies now showing that it's an interaction of of particular um, mutations and different genes across the 23 chromosomes of the body and a combination of those particular mutations that can lead to particular traits. Most traits are not monogenic, which means one particular uh, mutation in the gene will lead to disease. Though there is a huge, uh, there's a huge community um, of people living with monogenic diseases, mm-hmm. where um, CRISPR Cas9 will a hundred percent be beneficial, or germline editing could be beneficial. Um, but we need to understand more mm-hmm. before we can just jump and do this. Most diseases, most traits are polygenic, which means um, that they're a bunch of mutations and a bunch of genes that contribute to disease. And also you have to account for environmental factors. Um, and yeah, this was just not yeah. the, the best, uh, the best representation of science mm-hmm. um, for this particular technique. He, yeah. yeah. This almost reminds me of, uh, I don't know if this is true. I should fact check this, but I, I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that, you know, Mendel, Mm-hmm. Famous guy with the pea plants. Peas, yeah. Uh, if you went through high school biology and stuff, you've probably seen these Mendel genetic charts and mm-hmm. stuff. I heard that he just fabricated all of that data. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like in essence, it's it's correct to some extent, but it's way way more complicated, and it's like a nice training tool. Mm-hmm. Um, if all of genetics was that simple, you just have this chart. If if this is true, then this. If this is false, then this. Mm-hmm then maybe it and, would be a little safer, but that's just not the case. And even then, even if you go with the whole Mendelian genetics kind of, um, for particular diseases that do follow that, you, you, there's still probabilities, right? So there's yeah. still a probability that the offspring will have this particular trait, given that they have this particular um, mm-hmm. background. So it's so complicated, it's so complex, that you can't just do that i understand though from the scientific background that you want to be the first you want to be like the like the superhero so you're just gonna yeah this guy will be in history textbooks probably forever forever 100 percent. i mean as a villain as a villain (laughs) kind of uh, it depends on how you look at it i think yeah um there are a lot of people in the camp in his camp actually um a lot of people not in his camp as well Mm -hmm. um it's just a huge ethical soup yeah. of of um, opinions right now. Mm-hmm. But I personally um, am in the camp that is not. Yeah, I feel like it's cut him. and dry for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to sort of wrap up, um, 
we talked a lot about gene editing and the two different types, somatic and um, germline. germline. Um, maybe I can get your opinion before we go. Do you think it'll ever be ethically sound to do germline edits? Or do you think it's just way too complicated? Obviously, you, you don't have a time machine. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think you do, but... Mm. I might. <laughs> I wish I did. Somatic um, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. It seems safe. I think it could be extremely beneficial for so anytime you do ivf you have to have a screen done um and that's in vitro fertilization, in vitro fertilization yeah. sorry um there's um some kind of genetic screening done um to assess the genetic background um of the sperm and the egg essentially um and if yeah, it's kind of tricky. But if there's this a strong, strong, strong disposition to a particular um, monogenic trait that could harm the child or the offspring, um, I th- I believe it could be extremely beneficial mm-hmm. for the uh, the parents to have that discussion and either manipulate the DNA or not, because yeah. there's also a chance that the offspring will not have that particular trait, right? right. Let's see. I'm trying to think of a, a specific example. Um, do, can you think of any one off the top of your head that's like a prime mm-hmm. candidate for this? Like there's certain types of cancers. There are yeah. um, some de- developmental um, disorders as well. But we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like there's, there's maybe a, a short list that's available mm-hmm. readily of like prime candidates that are, you know, monogenic, potentially not messy, <laughs> pretty easy ones to, to go in and nip in the bud, so to speak. Yeah, so there's this thing called pre-implantation genetic testing, which is what um, mm-hmm. I was just alluding to. And yeah, so that would give like a screen of which particular traits potentially um, um the offspring could have Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know it's also weird talking about this future baby as offspring because like they're uh, they're going yeah (laughs) they're going to have their own yeah that's like like an autonomy bit that we we just barely touched on that could be podcast after podcast of like what if the offspring was fine the way they were and wouldn't have wanted this to be done yeah I guess there's all sorts of things like that, less intense. Like, I guess Mm -hmm. circumcision is kind of like that. But that's reversible to some extent. What? (laughs) Circumcision is reversible? Uh, I've I've heard of of it. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Anyway, this is a lot more serious than that. Um, Yeah, you... I don't know. If we were to vote two out of two, send this guy to jail, three years, long enough? No. Well, actually, I don't know the law that well enough to actually <laughs> say whether three years is long enough. It depends on what he was actually charged for. Yeah, so my was, understanding, it was it was basically just like tampering with documents and yeah. medical malpractice, mm-hmm. like a, a lower grade version of that. Mm-hmm. I guess because like these two offspring are are alive, yeah. they seem to be living a normal life. So well, far. we don't know, but we have no idea. It, it, they could have. We don't know Akira like superpowers or not, or, or not. could have. Or we have no idea. Could have went in the opposite direction. Yeah. And yeah, it breaks my heart, actually, because we don't, we probably will never know the outcome of these two babies. 
Yeah, you'd want to keep their identities hidden for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I guess I don't know in 20 years or something um yeah. we might know, but we don't know right now. We probably will never know. And yeah, this was not a good display for science at all. It's nice that a lot of people are rallying behind uh condemning this. Yeah. Especially the country of origin where I feel like they're, you know, China's not getting a lot of great press mm-hmm. these days with all the various conflicts that are happening, yeah. but this is this is a very strong show of ethics from from them to yeah. you know, yeah. prosecute and everything. Yeah. But yeah, in short, we just need to do science better. <laughs> um we need to be more considerate um of working with humans or uh, like any type of organism. Anything we're doing in the lab, we should really um take note of why we are doing what we are doing and just be more compassionate because i can't imagine working in a lab that was doing yeah that like they i feel like the the parents were tricked yeah into doing it f- under the guise of you mm-hmm. know potentially helping their their child i think yeah. the father was hiv positive and didn't yeah. want you know his his offspring to grow up like that yeah which is noble for sure but without the right information, you're going to, uh, you get duped. Yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot, Sean, for yeah. um, being the expert today. Expert. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here comes Get Lit. Stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of Get Lit. Today on the show, we speak with author Michael Christie about his latest, Greenwood, 